in three, take two, dose. one. Action. We're on take two here because Andy screwed up on take one. Welcome to the weekday. It's <laughs> sure. episode 70 we'll something. Screwed up. Uh, yeah, I messed up hardcore. Uh, it's been a weird, weird couple of days. Your coffee smells delightful. I will say that. Mm. Why, thank you. You're very welcome. Hey, welcome to the weekday weekday army. Uh, thanks for joining in all the loyal listeners and watchers and followers. Share this with a friend today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some big bombastic topics. But before we get there, Mm-mm. I want to play... Watch out, YouTube algorithm. Uh, oh, Watch out. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna floss with the YouTube algorithm. Well, and not only that, we're going to solve... The dance, not the, not the teeth. Just every problem. <laughs> we are going to solve all the church problems. No, no. Every problem. Every problem. Yeah. Okay, Quantum well, entanglement I have solved. A, I have a problem. Okay. And I'm going to put this out. I'm going to put this out to mm. you, the faithful audience, and those that may be joining in for the first time. Hello, I'm Andy. Michael. I'm Justin. Correct. That is Justin over there. Our Justin Deal on the Wheels of Steel. So, uh, yay or nay, we're going to play a game of yay or nay. Okay. Okay, mm. ready? Yeah. Yay or nay, Velveeta shells and cheese. <sighs> I'll say yay. With the with the cream? With the, the yeah, squirt? With the, with the um, gelatinous cheese? Yeah. Yay or nay, mm. Justin? I'll say yeah. We have it all the time. Depends, or but overall, I'd say yay. Okay. Mm. Yay or nay, Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yay, but it's a different type of mac and cheese. Right. Well, it's just I'm, a different I'm getting, category. Hold on. I'm getting, okay, there's an well, ultimate. There's well, an ultimate. You didn't tell me this. Okay. There's a, there is a, a mountain that I'm ascending. Justin, yay or nay, Kraft macaroni Big and cheese. Big ol' yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it, to me, that out of all of them, that's like the pinnacle of powdered the box. Mac, yeah. The powdered cheese. Mm. Okay. So, yay or nay, Chick-fil-A mac and cheese. Nay. Nay. Never had, but that sounds like a big old yay no, to me. No, it's a, I, it's a nay. It tastes like mashed potatoes. Really? Like, yeah. I, there's something about mac and cheese made at like a restaurant or okay. Hold on. Some, yeah. Okay. I'll do you one better. Yay or nay? Long John Silver's. No. Lobster mac and cheese. No, nope, I've never been, and I am okay with that. Justin, I don't know if I've ever had anything from Long John. Yeah, Silver's. I haven't either. Yay or nay? Like one of those bougie, crusty macaroni and cheeses that you that. get from yeah. like um, like a real yep. upscale. Yeah? yeah, yeah. We preaching in here? Hey, you know what? I there was this restaurant, and I don't know what it's called. Zach told me about it, and Chris and I went there six years ago, probably. Okay, and he you said, lately. "Nope, no, no." It was on like Harbor Island, oh, and okay. it was some weird like cafe something. And he said, "Do yourself a favor, get the short rib mac and cheese." Hmm. And life changing. Really, mm. it was so good. Sounds and, like a calorie and you know, bomb. and and for those of you that don't know who Zachary Collins is, he has the taste buds of a five year old. Yeah, um, <laughs> a five year old boy who feasts upon dinosaur chicken nuggets and um, and ravioli. Yes, <laughs> spaghetti, canned canned yeah. ravioli. And so, um, but like this was, yeah, this was tight. Okay, so tight overall where i'm going to this is uh, the overall yay or nay is oh i have uh, yeah okay well let's not even do yay or nay (laughs) do you prefer restaurant mac and cheese no or do you prefer like boxed macaroni and cheese i would much rather have boxed mac and cheese there's just something so it's like mac and cheese and meatloaf and lasagna there's a couple of different like dishes that I will never get at out. a restaurant. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. I won't do a lasagna from Carabas. Like, I no, just, no, no, no. That's I won't much. do meatloaf from Cheddar's. Like, yeah, I, I will. just no. I there's I just something like about those things mm. that a restaurant 
I don't care how good they are critically. <laughs> a critical acclaim. Four, yeah, four point seven stars. Yeah, the lasagna at Carabas is critically acclaimed. I mean, it is. It yeah. got it got uh, um, a Tony. Um, yeah. <laughs> Justin, a Tony. do you prefer box macaroni and cheese or restaurant macaroni? So let's let's even go. Let me let me take it a step further. Do you think the this best, is the content people are really hoping for right now? I don't care. Oh. It's, it's on my mind because uh, we had <laughs> macaroni. It's been on and my I have mind. the microphone. It's so. been on my mind yeah. since Saturday evening when we were at our dad's house. You know him. I'm uh, aware of him when he had um, yes. uh, Chick Fil A mac and cheese, yeah. and did we you had have it? No, I never have it. Mm. Uh, I've had it before because it, it and it tastes awful. It tastes like um, it tastes like what what would happen if you were trying to make gluten free, dairy free mac and cheese, except failed at it. Yeah, which is, that's like you're lame. And for I, sure. like we make a good yeah. one. We make a very good one, but it tastes like somebody made it with mashed potatoes. And like that's that's the cheese sauce is mashed potatoes. <laughs> so it's just noodles and mashed uh, mashed potatoes. Justin, we didn't get to your answer. So mm. I want to I want to level up the stakes just a little bit. Oh, okay. So it, let's mm. say you went to like Mission Mission Street Barbecue. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. And you get their mac and cheese that has like the crispy onions on top. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. kind of like crispy on top. Yeah. Mm. Are you gonna go for that or are you gonna go for a boxed? craft mac and cheese Ooh, see you just you just changed the game a little bit because normally i was going to say box mac and cheese but you're talking about a barbecue place yeah yeah and they're like any kind of barbecue place mm -hmm. their mac and cheese and then adding barbecue sauce on top that's the good stuff Ooh, i've never thought about that yeah oh yeah well that was oh, like yeah. the short rib mac and cheese yeah. that i had i mean it was very similar to that it's like barbecue yeah mac and cheese yeah yeah, I there's something about a barbecue place's sides that collard greens that hit mm, different. Collard, you know? collard greens and green beans. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So all day. I will say, I will say, yeah, barbecue places can do mac and cheese well. Mm -hmm. Much past that, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm I just agree. not doing it. There's a uh, food truck that comes to our house or our house, our neighborhood every Friday. They we have like a food truck gathering in our big area. Uh, every Friday night. And one of them is a mac and cheese specific food truck. And I always mm. wonder, like there's a, and the line is huge. And yeah. I'm always wondering like, man, it's like Can 12 you, bucks for a little thing, yeah. like one scoop of that. No, man, what are we doing with our lives? I also like <laughs> fish, any sort of fish and mac and cheese. I don't get it. Lobster. Yeah. Like mm. lobster, mac and cheese. They're not fish, but okay. Well, sure. Any seafood, a seafood esque They're mac and cheese. They're akin to spiders. Mm. Yeah, it's cockroaches. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, closer to cockroaches than fish. I understand. Yes. However, there's something like that that seems to have a lane with people. And and that will be a lane I shall never travel. The lo I've had one lobster mac and cheese when I lived up in Jersey. And let me tell you, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. What about crab rangoon? I have had crab rangoon. Hate it. Okay. It's very like... Oh, yeah. I... Eh. Okay, uh, I think we solved a whole lot here today. I don't actually... I had something else entirely that I was going to talk about, and then... What was it? I, I honestly don't remember right now. And it was going to have to do with Halloween and trick-or-treating and kids and... Oh, it was going to... Well, we don't have time now, but it no, was going to be... just say what it was, and we won't talk about it. Okay. Um, haunted houses, yeah or nay? Great. Okay, uh, we'll be right back <laughs> with more from the weekday and Studio B. Goodbye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for being a part of the weekday. I just want to let you know that Bay Hope Worship is releasing new content, new songs all the time. Uh, make sure to go head over to our, our YouTube, our Instagram, or our Spotify account. The links are down below in the description and uh, check them out. One that and I did forget. Oh, one that geez. I did forget was you brought this up was Panera. Are you 
<laughs> the mac and cheese in a bread bowl. Like how oh much? Oh my god! <laughs> how much do you want diabetes? I just thirty-five-year-old Mike can't think of a worse way to spend his lunch. Well, like there's actually there's people that do like Alfredo in the bread bowl. Yeah, I used at to. I remember mm. when we used to go there at, on Wednesday nights after church. <laughs> Justin's over there going. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds kind of good. Right? I would oh. do. I would do a French onion soup in a bread bowl oh, and just go to Ooh. town on the whole. Would you thing. eat the whole bread? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Come on, eight, eighteen. You remember seventeen year old yeah. bike with a Man. bag of Skittles in one hand, <laughs> and a bag of Santita to, uh, tortilla chips. No, in the that other. was until college. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Uh, all right. Welcome back. Um, so we've had a long arc here. <laughs> we've had probably three or four episodes. Some would say it's like MCU like. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's we've been in scope. We've been having stingers and trailers for uh, other things as well. So about three years Side ago, we, we started uh, we started a series where we were talking about evangelicalism, not to be confused with evangelism, which we'll talk about in a minute as well. But evangelicalism, the you state. Will. I won't. I won't talk. About yeah, that. I'm going to talk about it because we just had a lunch thing. Um, really the state of evangelicalism in particularly the West uh, and most notably in the United States in kind of the social media culture. And we talked about uh, really the rise and the three phases of evangelicalism and where we are. We're kind of in the third phase. We're seeing a differing opinion on what the church actually represents. We're seeing and feeling different effects on um influencers in social media, we're seeing a whole lot of things happening around evangelicals, the really the popular, we're going to say right wing, because it now has almost become synonymous with being a Republican in the United States. That's what an evangelical is. Like it or not, that's what it has become. And so we have been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks now, where we're actually going to solve the problem of what happened to evangelicalism. <laughs> and uh, most notably, kind of its effects on everything that's happening in modern day society, but also like we, as we do here at the, at the weekday, we want to pull the curtain back and really talk to you guys about the fears that we actually have as a church staff. Because there's like a big honest fear that we have when we talk about the fact that we work for a church or that we represent a church or that we do, because there's an automatic box that is checked in the majority of people's minds. So um, Mike actually brought a clip uh, from... <laughs> <laughs> it's from a movie called Mac and Me. <laughs> Mac and Cheese? No. Oh, yay, yay, nay. Yeah. Um, no, it's from Spin City. Um, so... so uh, what, where we were kind of headed with this was one way, and then you actually saw a, a, an Instagram post or an Instagram story from yes. an acquaintance of yours. Yes, and so I'm, I'm setting you up. So I want to I want you to talk about this and kind of just keep going. And you just go all the way. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to pull it up, and then we're going to show it to everybody. No, yeah, uh, uh -huh. so talk about the post. Mm. Okay, so this friend of mine, I would say he's more of an acquaintance. Um, he recently got. He's a pastor, and he recently got a job. He was a pastor in the Tampa Bay area, got a job out in another state. I'll try and keep this as vague as possible. His um, or her name. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a he will say that. It's a he. Um, and yeah, so he got a job in, at another church and ended up posting a clip from this past Sunday of a pastor giving the message. And the title of the message is in big bold letters just how to vote mm. and i was like which is the most anachronistic thing ever well and i was just thinking to myself i was like man that can't be what it, that means and so i went on to watch this clip of this like instagram reel of the pastor talking 
And sure enough, this pastor is standing on the platform, microphone in hand, telling his congregation how they should vote. Um, well, hold on. There, you can get your five hundred one c three revoked. Well, for that, yes. What? Well, yeah. hi, kind of, kind of, kind of. So, yes. So he did not say vote you should vote for this Republican. person. Yes. You, he did not say you should vote for this person. He did not say you should vote for like the whoever this tick yeah. this uh-huh. this house number whatever yep. he did not say right. specifics but in vagaries right go ahead uh, yeah so the these are these are the top 10 reasons <laughs> or the top 10 ways you should vote okay uh, number one is you should actually vote. Yeah, <laughs> I guess number ten. Yeah, yeah, we work away. But what number ten is actually number one, right? Isn't that no? no. We didn't do a top ten. Okay. We did five. We did five. Oh, we did five. Okay. five. Yeah. I'll should... let you know when we get to okay. five. Okay. You should actually <laughs> vote. Vote God's values first. Mm. Vote for life and not death. Mm. Vote for family as God created it. Vote for freedom to worship. Vote for unity and not division. Which I think is really funny because in saying the first half of this stuff, <laughs> it is actually dividing a good amount of people automatically. <laughs> yes, because it is a lot of this is just plain subjective. Right. Um, but vote for unity, not division. Correct. Of course. Correct. Um, vote for safety and security. Vote for financial responsibility. Vote with peace because Jesus still reigns. Which again feels very. Uh, so I'm looking for ironic mm-hmm. because there is like so many dog whistles for certain talking points um, that are just layered through these 10 things. Right. So to start the conversation, we want to, we, well, okay. We're going to peel back the curtain again because that's what we do. We were having a conversation about this because like I, I said, that word anachronistic and essentially that in this context it feels like this is what a modern day evangelical looks like. Yes, this is this is the that's, and that's what anachronistic is. It is it is icono- I, I, iconic. Yes, this is what. Yeah, if you were to paint a picture of what an evangelical looks like, this is, is everything that they would just. It say. is that yeah. post right. from that guy. Uh huh. Why? Well, I think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna back up a little bit, and I'll I'll say I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll say why too. Um. I think the reason I was, and maybe to pull back the curtain a little more, is the reason why I was shocked by this is because I have not been a part of a church. I mean, you have, um, maybe a few, but like I haven't been a part of a church where someone stands on stage and does this Mm -hmm. um, in a church setting. And so I was a little like, man, I know that that stuff happens, but to just see it real plain from like someone who's a friend of mine in a church and, and he's reposting it being like, yes, felt so, so strange. Yep. And I don't think here at Bay Hope, I mean, obviously we know Pastor, Pastor Matthew has talked about voting before in the sense of like, sure, you should vote, you know, like that is your civic duty or whatever. And that's about where that stops. Yep. And um, duty. <sighs> Uh, the duty. Uh, that's where it stops. I mean, truly, truly, that's where it begins, too. Well, I mean, right? that's where life begins. Am I right? Coffee. All and, right. Um, so I was, I was very taken back by that. And then I started to, it's like, why am I doing this? Why? And then, so you asked, you're asking, what was the question you asked? Why does it feel like um, this, if you were to paint broad, broad strokes yes. in modern culture, when you say the word evangelical, yeah. 
this is the person that you get. Okay. Why is that? So when we, a couple episodes ago, when we were talking about the history of evangelicalism, right. what I think has happened is evangelicals now believe that the way for the church to make an impact is through governmental power. Right. Um, and so how you like the, they have become so intertwined that the only way for us to make headway as the kingdom is through voting hmm. is through installing people in power in government positions. And not only is that the way, like that is your duty, um, duty, duty. That is your, that's the reason you're an American. And, and, um, and so they, they end up stoking a lot of this fear that is uh, unnecessary, hmm. but then we'll end it like this guy ended it and just say, well, but it's okay. Jesus reigns and he's still on the throne. Yeah. It's like, well, then why, why go through all this other stuff if Jesus is still on the throne and you know, like essentially you're just saying it doesn't really matter. Um, so I, it is, it's shocking to me that that's sort of like, what we're living in. now it's not so much now it's not as um like behind the scenes anymore now it's not so much a hush hush type thing like it's that's wide on the open he posted that on instagram it's got thousands of likes you know um got hundreds of comments to it and uh it's just way more out in the open than i feel like it has been there i mean obviously over the last probably six to eight years there's it's way a, more on the there's open. a trend we're in the year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah. Um, there has been a trend, especially in the last eight years, popular events notwithstanding, um, where we have almost, it feels like we have reinstalled the religious right or the, the moral majority, quote unquote, that right. was around in the Reagan years and shortly before and shortly after. And they never went away, but... Uh, it just kind of changed, and now we have tools like social media. Uh, we have tools which we can come onto Twitter if we want to. Um, I've been banging the, tw the Twitter story uh, <laughs> thing for a little bit, which I think is, it's just hysterical to me. It's just funny that the one of the richest men in the world essentially bought just something and then said, "I want to buy this," and now which he can do, and which he can do, and now he's getting blowback for it, and he's going, "Wait, what? How did that happen?" <laughs> which I think is hysterical. Yeah. Um, but also that people are changing their profile picture to the profile picture of him when he was balding before he got hair transplants <laughs> and he's banning them for it, which I think is hysterical because he can do that. It's he, his company. He can do that. Um, but the rise of really the, the popular use of social media has almost led to an, a re-explosion of yeah. that third wave of evangelicalism, which we had talked about. Yeah. Or just, I think maybe it has, it's exacerbated the... That's exactly the, where I was going yeah, with it. There's a, it there's a there pain point. There was already flaws... Yep in a lot of this stuff, yep. but like the, the amplification of it has really like magnified the flaws. Correct. And there, there's a, there's a, that's almost like when you get um, like a canker sore in your mouth or something mm. uh, and you have to, you know, chew on the other side or whatever. There's not a left and right thing, but like you have to chew on the other side. And the second you stop chewing on that right on that other side, like you inevitably will bite that yeah. stupid mm -hmm. sore and you say, Oh crap, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Well, now it just seems like that sore is everywhere. Right. Uh, even if that's not the case, right. uh, the loudest minority 
are pushing away the silent majority in terms of what it actually means to be an evangelical Literally, Christian. Yeah, it's being normalized. Correct. You know, the Correct. right to be to be a evangelical means you're a right leaning Republican. Correct. Um, but and then I will say too, on the opposite side, on the, like the same thing is happening on the left. Correct. It's just not necessarily being affected by evangelicalism. It's not. Um, and but like the same vitriol, the same. Uh, tactics are happening mm-hmm. where you stoke fear, you create a sense of urgency and through fear and, and, and community and community. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you mobilize. Yeah, you mobilize people and you paint. And I mean, it's been happening for years. Like yeah. that is not a new thing, but how it's happening um, is is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because I will I will say too, as we as a church are going through this process of identifying. Who is Bay Hope Church? What is Bay Hope Church? You know, what's the future of Bay Hope Church look like? Um, we like there is there is a segment of Christians who exist now to basically be the opposing force yep. to evangelicalism, um, and so like give me one issue and like we could point to a bunch of people on. So let's take any one of these points that this guy has made vote for life or whatever. Um, and that's a very right, like dog whistle, like, Oh, that's a dog. Okay. So that means anti-abortion. Um, and then I will give you a bunch of Christians or churches, even denominations for that matter on the left Mm -hmm. that would say the same thing, but it would mean something completely different. Um, and yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And, uh, one of the things that we talked about yesterday was this is the reason people, inevitably in history adopt fascism or a fascist ruler or a fascist leader because of fear-mongering of all the things that happen behind that. They gather behind a leader who is boisterous, who is charismatic, uh, who is any number of things. Mussolini. Let's talk about Mussolini. Let's do it. um, He made the trains run on time. He promised certain things. 95% of everything else was bad. 5% was happening. And so people gathered around that. And Mm -hmm. then, cool, now we have a fascist dictator as our leader. Well, I'm not saying that the church is a fascist dictator by any stretch of the imagination, but evangelicalism is it is following that same trend right now. Yes. Where we're spitting out 95% of what actually matters and we're glomming onto the 5% that we know we yeah. can that we can truly affect people with. Right. And again, it's happening on the left, it's happening on the right, it's happening right down the middle. And then that leaves us in the church and where we wanted to go with this conversation and where I'm going to kick it to Justin in a sec. I'm going to ask you the same question, but like are you scared? No. Why? Um, because this is an issue the church has been battling with for what is now thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And the church still remains. And you could argue in parts of the world, the church is the strongest it's ever been. Yes. Uh, is growing faster than it ever has been. Right, but we're... There are more Christians on the face of this planet right now than there ever has been. Okay, and the, the rebuttal on the left of... On the left, on the other side of that... Sorry, I didn't mean left. Um, the the rebuttal on the other side of that is twofold. Number one, we're not talking about... We're talking about the West. We're talking about the the um, the downfall of evangelicalism or the, the reorientation of evangelicalism in the West. Number one. Number two, there's more people in the world. Yeah, well, yes, that is true. I also think that like this is... I, I, I agree with you. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying I, it's a bad I think, point. I think if I'm, you know, 
prognosticating here. Good word. Um, a 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, people, Christian experts, sociologists, experts, pastors, writers. Whoever. They don't know anything. Pastors yeah. don't know anything. Smart people who are Christians. Pastors um, don't know anything. I'll just say smart people who are Christians. Great. Um, they are saying now that the U.S. is about 10, maybe 20 years behind like Canada. Right. Canada is about 10, 20 years behind Europe. England, yeah. Um, and which in, in the sense of like it's post-Christian. Right. A lot of people are saying America is already post-Christian. I legitimately think that... Christian's calling. Uh, I legitimately think that this is the downfall. Evangelicalism is going to be the downfall of American Christianity. Hmm. And while it made it explode... Uh, I also think that it is going to be its downfall because this to me is like the inevitable other side of what's happening. Yes, I agree. And um, when you try to co-opt people into power, when Christians try to co-opt power, I guess, and use that as a means to legislate their own spirituality over people, it never ends well. Yes. It never does. And there is a reason Jesus did not go into some sort of polit political life. Uh, there's a reason Jesus, his biggest like opponents were the Pharisees who were essentially the de facto like culture keepers among- Not like, even de facto, that's what they built yeah, the whole yeah. platform on. Right. So they were essentially the politicians of the day. Yeah. I mean, they were installed by the Roman government. They were, uh, the Roman government used the, the, the Pharisees as like a puppet government almost mm -hmm. over these people to keep them under control. So in my head, Jesus has a problem with them. Why? <clears throat> I feel like you can, you can pick that up and place it here today. Like those people, those Pharisees 2000 years ago believed in God. Like essentially, like that's what they told people. I think today people believe in God. And now granted, I'm not calling Christians non-Christians. I'm not judging them for that. I'm saying the outcome of trying to co-op seats of power to legislate your own spirituality over a group of people as a means to almost enslave them yep. to your thought process is ne it's never going to end well. Yeah, the polity and policy that's coming from, we're going to call it the religious right, mm -hmm. but really what that is is the evangelicals. Yeah is counter to, say, things that should be happening from an evangelistic yes. perspective. Yes, the church... Evangelism, the church has not abandoned, but... Um, so, and I'll give a quick story, and then Justin, I'm sorry, we, I want to get to you in a second, but um, we just had lunch uh, with a bunch of pastors and church leaders from the area with a guy named Lee Strobel. Uh, Lee Strobel, you may know, is an author. He wrote the book, this kind of seminal book in Christianity, The Case for Christ, back in like the late 80s, early 90s, right around yeah. there. He was an atheist. Uh, a journalist. He was, he was a journalist. He got assigned to talk to, to, to really look into Jesus and the Bible. And through all of his research and his well-intentioned sort of like, I'm going to destroy the faith, ended up coming to the faith, and now has this extremely large evangelistic outreach ministry. So with this entire lunch was... We're going to be holding an event here at Bay Hope in March, so there you go, spoiler. Um, but also, it was all about kind of establishing evangelistic outposts through all of these churches. Well-intentioned, well-meaning. I, however, sat in that meeting, and knowing that we were going to come to this podcast, yeah, and had two thoughts. Number one, Lee Strobel's an intelligent individual. All those people in there are intelligent individuals, and they're missing the signs of the times right now, mm. because the things they were talking about 
would not work on people that are Austin Slade's age. Mm -hmm. Would not work. And they think it would. Yeah. They're talking about those hip hop concerts and kind of like outreach yeah. events like that. Would not work because it it is it is a baseless thing. Um, and, you know, they're, 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 it, it's missing a whole lot of underneath kind of the undercroft. So that's the first part. The second part was evangelism, a sorely missed, sorely needed tool in our churches. This is not coming from them. This is they actually pointed this out, and I, I agreed. You put your name. You put a title, you put you assign a salary to things that matter in your church. Yeah. So you worship matters. So you have a worship director or a worship leader or a worship pastor. Uh, children's matter. So you have a children's director. Uh, right. You know, youth matters. So you have a youth pastor. Yeah. You know, all these things. Most churches, by and large, do not have an a pastor of evangelism, a pastor of even outreach, yeah. but an evangelistic or discipleship pastor. Sure. And one of the reasons is it goes back to this, like, oh, well, the kingdom of priests. Like, we're all supposed to be doing evangelism. Which is true. Which is 100% true. But this is where we, as the church, this is where... So I ask the question, are you scared? This is where I get scared. Because the erosion of what the church should be doing yeah. is missing. It's sure. one of the reasons that I get so angsty in this area about group structure, about discipleship structure, because the training should be there. And instead, we're kind of just letting the church just like yeah do what it wants sure yeah i think i think in a present tense i i don't know if scared is the word that i would use maybe maybe scared is the wrong word because scared scared denotes that i have no trust i have no basis right. of faith i ha that's maybe i have trepidation concerns concern is a good one yeah. um it's not like outright like i'm going home and chewing my fingernails off scared but like i also think that because Pastor Matthew talks about Burdened. this too. Burden. Burden. Yeah. Well, and that's fine. The holy discontent to see things change yeah. is a it can be a beautiful gift. Yes. And a really bitter pill to swallow as well. Um I Kristen's calling. No, that's that's my green team. That is oh. uh the people who do my lawn. Yeah. You you dump Massey too? Uh yeah, I've I've been using them for a while. Okay, good. Uh green team. Get your lawn fertilized. Massey, mm. bad. <laughs> um, no, but what I was going to say, uh, Pastor Matthew says like this is the golden age of that sort of thing because I do think things need to die for them to, for, for life to come about again. Um, and I think that that is true of our cultural Christian moment right now. I agree. Like this cultural Christianity that is driving so much division through politics in a way to power grab. Um, and like people who think that's not happening, like you need to be, a, think a little more critically about this because that's exactly what's happening or at least is a byproduct of what is happening. Hmm. Um, maybe there's some intentions that are good, but like in general, for people to make some sort of change at a government level, they have to gain power. And to do that, certain things need to be sacrificed. Agreed. Um, so for the church to grow, for people to grow in their faith and all that kind of stuff, um, for us to leverage the kingdom of God in this cultural moment, there are things that are going to need to die. And while that is scary, and I, for one, have made a career in a church that is um, scary. Yeah. Like that's, that's a potential like, Oh shoot. Well, like my job mm -hmm. is tied to the success of this church. Correct. So while 
I think in a in a short-term sense, yes, there are concerns to be had. However, in a long-term sense, the church explodes when it is held down. The church explodes when it is like, when there is tension, when there is, um, I don't know, when, when, when things are trying to hold it back, nothing can hold back the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so like this whole idea that you need to vote for spiritual freedom and religious freedom is like, yeah, I guess so. You know, and maybe in like, the shorter I mean, it's, it's nice to not have to worry well, about yeah. like like and i don't want to be nihilistic about this yeah. and be like no like we need to do church um in like you basements know, and caves yeah and like, like they do in cobble they don't get me wrong like i like what i do right now um and i like it being a job that i can make money and support my family on for sure however in a long-term sense the gospel always wins out and like we have seen it time and time and time again. So um, for the religious right that is stoking fear to say that like the church is going to end, like it's is patently false for the left to come in and be this weird counterweight that is deconstructing everything. Hmm. Um, you can't grow out of something that is completely deconstructed. Um, and so, you know, again, it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, Just like everything. Yeah. Uh, Justin, sum everything up for us in one word. Yay. Oh, that's good. No, I always, I always feel bad for you in these type of discussions, Justin, because (laughs) we, we, and usually I am a bad host, um, when it comes to this and I don't ever bring you into the conversation until the very, towards the end of it, where I say like, Hey, Justin, what do you think about all of that stuff that's been said for the last 20 minutes? No, I can't make it short, but Hey, Justin, yeah. Hey, Justin, (laughs) what do you think about the stuff that's been, no, I'm going to go back to my question that I said, I was going to ask you 15 minutes ago and ask you first, are you scared? Mm -hmm. Uh, and second of all, like where does all of this land with you in your heart and in your faith journey and your faith walk right now? Yeah. I mean, um, well, first of all, I'm not scared. Good. Um, Episode I guess over. <laughs> that can be because of point 10 that, uh, uh, that's on Mike's list. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's good. Agreed. Voting Agreed. For um, no, that's the Jesus still on the throne. Ah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. The, on the Instagram. Yeah. The Instagram. I the, sound old. What the, the Instagram. <laughs> How old are you? On the Instagram. The, the Instagram. How old am I? Yeah. 28. I uh, know, but you sounded old. like a million years old there. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so really, I'm not scared. Um, I, I think that this whole conversation is really interesting um, because it it's weird because when you start to go down... Um, a certain thought process, you can really justify just about anything. Yep. Right. Um, That's and a very good point, dude. Yeah. So I I feel like it's um, worth taking the time and um, figuring out if you're going down the right thought process um, with whatever it is that you're justifying. Yeah. Um, I it, and. In terms of voting and and stuff like that, I I think that I mean I will. You know, everybody knows that there's important issues and and stuff like that. And um, the Bible um, talks about a lot of issues, not directly, um, but oftentimes indirectly. Hmm. And I feel like um, the best way, if what's going on and 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 somebody's head is, if what they're thinking is, I need to get people to know 
this thing so they can vote this way. Yeah. I think that's the wrong way to think about it. I think that the correct, more of a correct way to think about it would be, I need people to um, know this thing because that's what's in the Bible, not just to vote in a certain way. And that's why if there, if you, if you believe that there is, you know, that in the Bible, it says this, and if it takes one side or another, um, I think it's good to preach the Bible instead of having a list of these are how you should vote. Oh, because yeah. if that is in the Bible, then it'll come out. Right. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of like what you said at the end, Mike, where, um, what did you say about, it was a comment that you had about the gospel, where the gospel is most important or something. The gospel is always going to win. Always wins out. Yeah, yeah. the gospel always wins out. Um, I, I feel like as long as you put that ahead of everything else, because um, if, if you're focused, if you're so focused on how people are going to vote, voting is important. Voting is extremely important. But if you're so focused on, focused on how other people are going to vote, especially, I mean, especially if you're, you know, leading a bunch of people, I mean, what's more important, the polls or the Bible? The polls. Both, <laughs> both are very important, but one is far more important than the other. Which sure. one? Tell me. <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> oh, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> Is that a shocker? Yeah. yeah, I don't... I'm an, ev- I'm an evangelical, so <clears throat> that's the wrong answer? Well, the way that you make the Bible important is you vote for it. That would be... I'm so confused, that's, guys. Well, that's, <laughs> you can't just say, I'm a Christian, and not vote for certain things that evangelicals vote for. Oh, gosh, I can't. You, you have to... Who's who's going to verify? <laughs> <laughs> My vote is kept private, correct? Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, th- thanks for your input. I, um, I, I Real quick, uh, so you, you work a lot outside of the walls of here. I don't know how much you do a lot of freelancing anymore, but you did a whole lot of freelancing with people mm. who are not professing Christians. Mm. Did they? Did you ever feel any of that weirdness from them? Where you said like, "Hey, if if you told them, hey, I'm a Christian," and they go like, "Oh, okay, Mister Pro Life," anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> Not necessarily like that, but I did um, sometimes get some weirdness where. I mean, not I not allowed to dance, not allowed to drink. <laughs> from the town of Footloose. Yeah, I mean, what is this? The town of Footloose up in this house? <laughs> it wasn't. If there was any of it that was like specifically like that, it would have been behind my back. So, cool. <laughs> but even better. I, I feel like a lot of people when they hired me, they already knew that I was a Christian. Yeah. Um, and whether or not they were a Christian, I mean, it led to it led to Christian gigs, but then also not Christian gigs. Mm. Yeah. Um, that you know, it was, um, you know, it was, it was great too, but, um, there was also gigs that I had to turn down too, where I was talking with people and, um, it just did not align at all with anything that I wanted to put out. And, um, which having that conversation with people, they understood after that. But so if there was people like that, it probably maybe would have been somebody that I, that I stopped at the very beginning and said, listen, you're, I'm probably not the guy for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Thanks for standing up for what you believe in, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Make sure you vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you have to wear your sticker the rest of the day because if not, then... Wait, so did we, we did we solve it? What, what was the what was the solve? Well, here... Uh, 
my way to solve this yeah. is this. Vote for Jesus. Mm. Just write him in on everything. <laughs> Every single time you can write in just Jesus Christ. And then Mickey Mouse says his it vice does, president. It does create a conundrum. And like, I understand. It does, but it doesn't. It does in one sense. Yes. Right. In terms of policy, yes, because there are people that are going to vote that that you, you cannot find somebody who's going to up and down say like, this is my belief, yada, yada, yada. Yes. But there's also not a church that does that either. Right. Yeah. I, I think to stand on the platform and say how your congregation should vote and say it's in a spirit of unity. It's not. It is in a spirit mm -hmm. of disunity. Yes. That is the first you are, thing. You are dividing people by the things that you're saying. Correct. Um, so, so I'll say, hey, but Jesus said I came to bring a sword. A sword. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're right. So, and that that's another thing I was going to say too, is like, uh, or I, I think what Justin said about you can justify pretty much anything. Yeah. I, I think that that is a hundred percent true. Yep. Um, and how you, but how you wield that sword is like so, so important. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I understand the conundrum. I get it. I, I totally understand. Um, I just, I think we, we got to approach this differently. Otherwise we are going to see um, the downfall of like the way that things are done right now. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's going to lead to, to some very destructive things. It has a very much like Catholicism in the late 1400s feel Yeah, where Martin Luther rocked up on Reformation Day and hammered in a bunch of theses on a door. Like, mm. it feels like that. Yeah, or like, I mean, you can go throughout history and, and pinpoint so many different times yeah. where people in the church get co-opted by governments of power yeah. and how that's not good, how bad things come about because of that, because they're able to justify bad things and say, well, like God told me to essentially. But Mike, Constantine. <clears throat> sure. He saved the world uh -huh. when he yeah. saw a cross in the air. Right. Didn't you know that? Yes, I did. I knew that. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a it's it is it's a pretty sticky topic to solve evangelicalism. I just say like just be cool. Um Hey bros. Hey hey bros. <laughs> hey bros. Hey can you can you just be chill? Let's chill. Yeah, let's just, so chill. Let's be chill. <laughs> let's so chill. Let's so chill. My dorm rooms. My my, my roommates are so chill. <laughs> I love you, Austin. Yeah. Um, not this. Well, I love this Austin too, but my Austin, he's watching. Right. He watches this. Uh, he anything didn't make else? It this far. Uh, yeah, he did. Anything <laughs> for anything? This is what he listens to when he goes to bed. Thanks, Austin. Um, anything for anything else before we wrap up evangelicalism for now? I mean, literally, like the the only way to wrap it up is like, yes, be cool, but also like, hey, maybe don't invest as much in the government as you do in your Lord and Savior. Sure, I think like I, I think that up up and down evangelicalism is in its third movement right now because people are investing into who's in the White House yeah. and who is in the in the seats of power in the United States government. This is the world over, not just here yeah. and not onto the throne of Jesus. Well, yeah. And like what's happening in your community? How can you go help your community? How can you, know, How can you, you help the person next door to you? Well, and like the holy war you're fighting is not against flesh and blood, yeah. but it's, a, it's against like a darker power and like shocker, those darker power resides like in pretty much everything. Everything. So, yeah, and everywhere. Wait, you mean in the White House too? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, uh, potentially. So, how do I? Yep. 
Okay, cool. Well, we're going to end the episode right here. Uh, I invite you to go make your favorite mac and cheese. Tell us who you voted for in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> or just show a picture of you with your sticker. I would love that, too. I voted, guys. Yeah, look at this. Uh, I will say the best voting experience I ever had was when I was living in uh, Summers Point, New Jersey. It was a kind of a small town in New Jersey. I, it was during the presidential election where it was, who was it, Mitt Romney and uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. I think it was, so was that 2014? Barry O. Yeah, 2010, 2012. 2012. 2012. And uh, I walked in, I was in and out in five minutes. It was amazing. Walk, small town voting, in and out, five minutes. Had my sticker, was at work. I my coffee was not even, did, did not even feel cold when I got back in my car. Wow. Yeah, it was great. And then I've had to wait for two Who'd hours. Who'd you vote for? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to end there. Thanks so much for listening to The Weekday. If you made it this far, uh, thumbs up. Remember you to did. share, like, subscribe, comment, smash the thumbs up button. Do all the things that you're supposed to do. We love you. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.